chapter 6. Verse 1, Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. We're just going to read the first four verses. We're still in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, Do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, which is exactly what it sounds like. That word just means hidden. And thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Father, we thank you very much for the day. We do thank you for your your teaching uh, this morning in this passage. I pray that you'd help our hearts to be open unto it, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, Enjoyed this morning getting a call from uh, my daughter, and then hearing my kiddos, uh, tell me Happy Father's Day, and uh, if I, with with someone who has lost uh, my father, if you have a father and he's living, call him and uh, wish him a Happy Father's Day. Because uh, when you don't have one, yeah, uh, got good memories of my dad, and I don't spend too much too much there. But uh, I was a preacher's kid, and we all sat right here about where Dana is. I think I've told you some of this before, but we always got in trouble with Dad because we had those old theater seats, you know, the, the old wooden back and the, and the flop-down leather. They were squeaky, and uh, my dad would say something, and some inside family joke would ring through all of our heads, and we'd all sit there trying not to laugh, going, and then my mom's shoulders would start shaking, and then the whole row would go, and then all those seats going, Dad be preaching and get the look. I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, or the time he was out here and we were trying to get his attention and his zipper was down and his shirt was coming out of his zipper and we're like, he's like, what? I also remember sitting in the truck every once in a while and my dad, something would dawn on me as a young person, some truth of life, and my dad's, my dad's head would look over with that little smile on his face, and I wish I could remember something specific, but out would come little, some little quip of wisdom, and uh, those things come back, don't they? You all suddenly remember, you remember the look on your dad's face and some little comment he makes, and thank the Lord. God gave us fathers because fathers on earth uh, are the closest thing that we will get to understanding the Heavenly Father. <clears throat> Somebody who loves us. And granted, there's bad dads out there. I understand that. I'm not taken away from those who grew up without any kind of a decent father figure in your life. But 
Sometimes they just need some time. Sometimes those that aren't become good fathers later in life, but thank the Lord. So just thank the Lord for our dads, and uh, amen. All right. So, almsgiving. Now, i got to admit, I've never really looked seriously at this, and I've always kind of vaguely knew what almsgiving was, but I thought it applied to a lot of different things. It doesn't. It means one thing. As a matter of fact, this is where commentators make me mad, because commentators try to start looking at the passage and saying, well, this certainly must have meant something more, something bigger, and so this word must, they like add a definition into a word, like this, then this must mean this. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I go look up the definition. It's not in there. And what they say is, take, who, take heed that you do not your righteousness. I mean, tons of commentators. People even like giving definition. Well, the word means this, but it must also mean this. Not saying that's what the word means. They're just saying we're going to add to it. And I, that's not what the word means. It doesn't mean righteousness at all. So if you have a version that says that, that's wrong. Take heed that you do not your alms before men. The word alms is as clear as a bell. It only means one thing. It's benevolence. It's given to the poor and needy. And that's all it is. So this isn't talking about tithes and offerings. This isn't talking about a building offering or, uh, you know, that, again, not talking about tithe. This is talking purely about giving to the poor and needy. Take heed, it says about this. Take heed to this. This is funny because the, the, what the word means, take heed, the idea is there's like somebody kind of grabbing the back of your neck and saying, no, look a little closer. <laughs> it's, it's to bring closer to. It's saying, pay attention here. Pay attention here. Jesus, these are the words of Jesus, pay attention here. When you're going to give to the poor and needy, now, did you catch that? I want, I really, is a really most interesting thing ever. It's not commanded it's assumed. I want you to see that? As a matter of fact, it even says it right down there in verse, uh, verse 2. When thou doest thine alms. When you give to the poor and needy. Here's Jesus saying, oh, well, believers, you're going to give to the poor and needy. That doesn't need a command. It's an assumption from Jesus that believers are giving to the poor and needy. When Jesus assumes it and doesn't command it, it's like, oh, oh, okay, um, <laughs> what am I going to do with that? But we'll just keep on going. Alms. Giving to the poor and needy. Beneficence. Now, granted, this is one thing that the, the word alms here can, can expand. Beneficence is the word. Beneficence. So it doesn't necessarily just mean giving financially. Some people are poor and needy in things that aren't money. Some people have all the money they need, but they have no friends. They have no family. They have some, I, I, have, I, I know a family that's extremely wealthy, uh, and uh, they really don't know what to do with it. it you know what I'm saying? There's, there, are, there, are, there are areas where we are poor and needy that don't always show up in, in our wallet especially in the United States, but we, of course, now are seeing that increased, obviously. But it's assumed. So here's Jesus, when thou doest. So if you're, if you're a believer, guess what? Jesus says, oh yeah, they're, they're given to the poor and needy. Yeah. I, I, so don't gloss this over. So we all need to stop right here and say, how am I doing that? 
am I doing that? Well, I give to the church and the church gives benevolence. No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm telling you, if you want to do that, I'll tell you, if you'd really like to help, I'll, I'll start sending people to you, you know. I get calls all the time. We need help with this. We need help with that. Trying to help those who really actually need help and not help the ones who are just looking for something to go down and sell and, and get some more liquor for. I mean, I, that, that's my, but when you help, God assumes, Jesus Christ assumes that believers are giving to the poor and needy. And, and the, the giving here is implying, it's, again, it's not just implying a giving financially, but it's acts of service, doing things for needy people. People need things. I, uh, Brother Trenton told me of this great thing that his youth group did uh, when he was in Colorado. Somebody hollered at me, all right? I managed to cut my lip right there when I was shaving. And I've been doing my best not to get it to bleed again. But if I start dripping blood, somebody please holler. I like this tie. Okay. Well, so anyways. So, uh, Brother Trenton tells me about this thing that their youth group, they, they called it a drive-by raking. Is that what they called it? So they'd load, they'd load all the teens up in the van. And they would just drive around town in the fall. And they'd look for somebody that's yard was just trashed. And they'd all, or maybe they're out there raking their yard. And they'd all jump out. A whole bunch of teens unload the van, rakes. They'd start raking the whole yard up. They'd bag it all up, throw it in the van and take off. And the person left there going, what just happened? (laughs) And I I recently was approached um, by a guy that that tries to help uh, other ministries reach into their community. And this is one of the things he talks about is is churches have an avenue into their community through, through areas of need. Things like this, through, through community act, interaction, through being a help and a blessing. And, and he had this plan I'm kind of looking at. There's some interesting thoughts in there. The idea is, is Christians are supposed to be. What, you know, it's not like Jesus just walked through town and ignored all the needy folks, right? Somebody blind, he just walked by him, Right? Matter of fact, you understand, if you go back and read that he walked through some towns, and the way the Bible words it, there was nobody left sick in town. There was no diseases, no blindness, no lameness in the whole town when he walked out the other side. Because, you know, Jesus, he doesn't care for the poor and needy. That, you hear what I'm saying? That, I mean, this is like a natural thing. There's acts of service that can be done. It's not just finances. It's acts of service that should be done. And finances is a big part of that. Uh, is, it, is it true that there are people in Jerome who are poor and needy and what they're poor in is the gospel and what they need is Christ? That's also true. That's not to take away from the financial side of it. But here's what it says. When you give, when you give, when you do, do not do it to be seen. Don't do it to be seen of men. Okay? Now, it's interesting, and I'm going to word this carefully because I don't, want to, I don't want you to misread this. It doesn't necessarily mean that giving in front of people is wrong, but to be seen is wrong. And Jesus plays the emphasis in the passage on hidden. Secret giving is the best. That's what I'm aiming for. Secret giving. Sometimes it's hard to give to somebody who needs uh, without being seen, without having someone see you, but why are you giving it? I'm just saying, oh yeah, you're talking about those proud people. And of course, you know, this is that thing I love what he talks about. They go through, they go into the market blowing trumpets, you know. Why, why do they do that? Because, oh, they're giving stuff out. You blow a trumpet and they all come. You hear the picture? Oh, it's that time. They're walking through with money. Oh, I'm going to show up. Okay, you, everybody here? 
And the person who walks through is seen as, you know, the great benefactor. Oh, every, he comes through every day with, with money, passing it out, you know. And we don't have anything like that today, do we? We don't have any YouTube videos where they set up a camera and they go find somebody in need so they can be seen. I love how, I, listen, if you understand YouTube, uh, you understand that those people who are out there giving money to people in need are getting money from views on YouTube. Y'all understand that? The more views they get, the more moolah comes in the door because more advertisements they can put on those, those videos. That, the Bible says, no, that's, you, you can do that. If you're going to be a YouTube, you're going to be a YouTube philanthropist, here's what you'll get. Every comment in the subsection, it's all yours. But you're not getting anything from God. God's not going to look down and go, good job. And say, oh yeah, he's getting his reward. I'm going to move along. And I love Jesus in this whole, this whole message, this whole Sermon on the Mount. He keeps using these exaggerated examples, doesn't he? He says, don't let your right hand... Let's see, what does it say? Um, verse 7, verse 3. I always get it backwards. Verse 3. Let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Does anybody know how to make that happen? I'm still kind of working on that one. Because Jesus in this whole thing has been using these extremes. The idea is, is it says, listen, don't overthink this. If you're going to give, give and just do it and walk away. If you're not going to give, don't give and walk away. Don't overthink it. Why? Because you know what happens when we overthink it? We start thinking about all the advantages, even in secret, of how I'm giving. That the idea is, I don't want to be seen of men, even myself. What does that mean? Well, sometimes people give because they want to feel better about themselves. Well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm a philanthropist, and I can do this in secret, but I still, they do, the reason they're doing it is to feel better about themselves. And that's exactly what this, this particular verse says. Don't let your left, hand know what your, your left hand know what your right hand does. I do know that. Don't, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does is the idea of, listen, don't even, don't even, you're not, it's not even for you. If you're going to give, give and walk away. Don't sit there and go, well, I just want to feel better about myself or I want to I seem like I'm a better person. Even about myself. That's not what it's about. But the giving, he says, don't, don't overthink this. If you're going to give, here's what you're going to do. You're going to give in secret, completely in secret. Put it away. Uh, let, here, let, let me... Um, yeah, I think I've, I've covered that enough. If Listen, if you give and you have to be seen giving, listen, if you give and you have to be seen giving, or let me put it this way, or you purposefully give things that can be seen, okay, because you want it to be seen, listen, that doesn't mean some giving won't eventually be seen, but that's why you're giving it. I'm giving it, so I'm giving this because this. I'm giving this. Uh, you're not going to get a divine reward. Now, again, we're talking about to the poor and needy. Now, there's different things. I, I mean, I appreciate, like, out here in Memorial Park, the people, people got together and gave so that that memorial could be built. That's not giving to the poor and needy. That's a giving out of respect, out of, out of those, and we want all the money we can get. Uh, I, have been on, I have been on the end of asking money for other people, calling places openly. Hey, um, it's tax season. And we're trying to raise this amount of money for this, for this thing over here. I've been on that end too. And those, 
those, all those businesses, they have a certain amount of money every year that's in the budget to give for, for those charities and tax exempt and good benefits and all those things. That's great. But this is talking to us as individuals and saying, listen, you, because you're a believer, you're going to help the poor and needy. Parentheses, are you doing that? Keep on going. Don't do it to be seen of men, to seem like you're a better person, or to feel like you're a better person. Just give it because that's kind of what Jesus did. That's the example of Christ. We're not, listen, again, we're not talking about giving to God through the church, or giving to God through the church. We're not talking about tithes. We're not talking about offerings. We're not talking about your portion of tithes that might be given to benevolence in the, in, through, through the church. No, it, it's, it's talking about you and your giving. To believers, you and your giving. Now, it's interesting to me that the way Jesus words it is also this. Now, we know God sees, right? God sees everything. So Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. So we know there's nothing can be hid from God. But it also doesn't say, it says, don't give to be seen of men. But it also doesn't say, give to be seen of God. It just says, give, and God will see. Well, God knows what I've done. You hear what I'm saying? It doesn't say God will see. We know God sees. But, oh, I don't give in front of men. I hide it, so I'll get mine in heaven. You hear what I'm saying? Be careful about that. I'm not going to make too much of that, but it's interesting that the way Jesus worded it, he didn't say... Give so that God will see. No, what he said was, give in secret, and God will see. Now, here's an interesting thing. This one blows my mind about this. You know, very few places is there a clear connection on an action of a human and a reward from God, but this is one of them. A direct action from a human and a direct reward from God, and this is one of those passages. Look look what it says, verse 4. That thine alms may be in secret... And thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Well, I thought rewards are all through the Bible. Oh yeah, there are some here and there. Most of them are in heaven, not here. But this says right here, this is a direct connection. Direct connection from action to a, a reward from God that is apparently on this planet. And now granted, maybe it's in heaven in front of everybody. But openly kind of means openly. It means in front of everybody. You need to give. So the emphasis, what? Is do it secretly. Do it in hidden. Do it hidden. God is going to see. God is going to reward. And God, is, God will reward openly. But how, why are you giving? I'm telling you, you know, most of us, you know why we give and how we give? And, and this is how we walk away from it. Man, that hurt. But I did the right thing. Come on, listen, listen to yourself. Instead of just, here's the need. I'm given. Okay, what do we got to do next? I'm going to move that out of my head. Because we're humans. The more we think about when we did a good thing, we start crack. Oh. Come on, don't tell me you don't. You're human. We're all too good at this. Patting myself on the back. Look, I'm a good Christian. I can feel good about myself. I can feel good. These other people, maybe they'll find out eventually, you know, that'd be all right. Okay, and I got a few smiles out of that one. Oh, who did that? Oh, that was so-and-so. Oh, that's all the reward you're going to get. 
Boy, you did such a good job. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it so much. That's all you're going to get. Now think about this. Who, who are the praisers? Who would be praising? Who, who would be praising? Now this, can really, this is where it's going to get really sticky. Because here's the obvious one. Miss Donna, you got a need. There you go. Oh, yeah. No one else. No one else can see it, but I know. she knows. It's not hidden from her. And who's the first one that's going to respond to the giving? Sometimes we give. Oh no, no one else can see. But I want the adulation that comes from this person. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. That's what I give. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Hidden. So, I, you remember the story, and we use this again, but in, in Hosea, when Hosea marries Gomer and he takes care of her needs, but she never knows he's the one that's taking care of her needs, we find out through the revelation of Scripture. It's a, this is a great time to practice ding-dong ditch. Somebody has something, you leave it at the door and ring the doorbell, and you're gone. Then they don't even know. Who's the first person to respond? It's the one who's receiving it. And if you're going to get adulation for them and that's what makes you feel good and that's what you're seeking, that's all you're going to get. No reward from God. I don't know about you, but pretty sure I like adulation, but I'm pretty sure God can come up with some better rewards. I don't think there's a person in the room that doesn't like to hear, good job, you, you did a good job on that. We all like to hear that. And here's God saying, but when we're doing it this way, no, don't look for that. No, that's not what you should be looking for. Just do it. Not to be seen. Who else would praise? Who, who do you tell? If you're going to do something like this, who is, the, who is the one person in the world that you'll tell? Because there is somewhere. Well, not the Lord. I'm talking about human people. I get that part. <laughs> human people. Oh, my best friend. My spouse. No, not even then. What's this, what's this uh, thing in the, in the giving? What's this uh, expenditure here? Um, we'll just say that was a gift to the Lord. Okay. Watch enough. Everybody hear me? Now, if your gift to the Lord involves Amazon and Sears and J.C. Penny and stuff like that, maybe we might have to start looking at that stuff. But anyways, are you all here? Is everybody here? Okay. Friends might, those who are receiving it, culture, we often want culture to, uh, to praise us, don't we? Come on. You think about, uh, well, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay away from that. I'll get in trouble with somebody. So, All right. And who are the poor and needy? And we've talked about this a little bit, but who are the poor and needy? Do you think this is really talking only about people that are poor and needy financially? Because we all know people who are poor and needy and finances is irrelevant. Amen. So stop thinking about it. I'm not going to cover this right now, but I want you to stop thinking. What are, some, what are some areas where you have been poor and needy and finances wasn't just it? Now granted, finances are a big one. But it's not always just finances, is it? What are some areas where you have been poor and needy? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. Someone else has been the same place. What can you do? Amen. What can you do? Amen. How are you, what's your plan? How are you going to do it? Because that's what this requires. This whole verse, you realize this whole verse requires some thought. 
How in the world are you going to give to someone so that no one else sees it, and your left hand, your left hand doesn't know what your right hand's doing? You know, you're not, it's not, you're not going to be so invested in it, you're going to start patting yourself on the back, and maybe they don't even see it, but they're going to get their, the need is going to be taken care of. How am I going to do that? That takes some dwelling and thinking on this. Put it together. Hmm. Well, I don't know. You're going to do all that based off this one passage? Well, I think the fact that Jesus said it ought to be enough, right? I challenge you, just, if you've got a Bible program or a Strong's Concordance, just go look up the word poor and see how much the Lord talks about taking care of the poor. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yet I, I thought, I'm going to go throw some verses in. And I looked up at poor and I'm like, oh my word. Scroll, 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 scroll. The Bible talks a lot about giving to the poor, the poor and the needy. Amen. Proverbs 19.17, I did pick out a few. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given him will he pay him again. Now let's see, do you want, do you want payback in adulation, or do you want payback from God who always gives more than we give? Deuteronomy 15.11. For the, now this is an interesting one. Well, we just, you know, there's, there's really not that many poor people around here. Are you, well, I probably shouldn't say that. Probably a word you tell your kids not to say. But are you uh, foolish? Deuteronomy 15.11 says, For the poor shall never cease out of the land. There are always poor people. That, that used, it used to be a joke. I remember hearing a guy say it one time, but it is true, but... You, you, take, you take a whole group of people and you take all their money away and start them all from scratch and some of them that were poor beforehand will be poor again. <laughs> and some of them that were rich beforehand will be rich again. The poor you have with you always. The poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, listen, thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor and to thy needy in thy land. Deuteronomy 15.11 Take care of the needy around you. Proverbs 28, 27. Notice it's interesting. It never tells us to question why they're poor and needy. Because that's my automatic, you know. Dude, there's like, let's just walk down Main Street. How many hiring signs are there on Main Street? Would you? I'm telling you, it's an automatic for us, isn't it? The Bible doesn't say, well, if they're poor and needy because of their own fault, you don't have to give to them. It never says that. It just says, if they're poor and needy, you help them. God, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it doesn't matter what makes sense to me. It matters what God says, right? Amen. Proverbs 28, 27. Listen to this. Proverbs 28, 27. This is just the wisdom for living. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. But he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. Kind of wonder if some people's financial woes has more to do with their lack of giving to the poor than it does their mishandling of money. Who? Well, you know, <clears throat> I give to the poor. Man, just last year, one of, my, one of my buds was having a real hard time. Okay, pause. Let's just go to the New Testament on this one. Luke 14, 13. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, all the people you don't normally like to have Adam. That's, that's, the idea here is not about these people in particular, but these, this culture didn't want to invite those people to the party. 
Well, why, why can't I just invite the ones I like to the party? No, you need to invite the people that, you know, don't ever get a party. Don't be favorable to just your friends. What's interesting is, the, in Proverbs 31, it says that the, the wise woman who buildeth her house, I mean the woman, the good woman, the virtuous woman, this is what she does by nature. Proverbs 31.20, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. So it kind of, it aims it at men, but it doesn't leave the women out. All ladies, yeah, you too. Our service to the poor, listen, whether in finances or in emotional needs or in salvation, listen, listen to this, I want to say this clearly, because here's something that Jesus taught, is not to interfere with our worship to the Lord. Huh? There's often that people use an excuse not to be at a church event because they're doing something that's spiritual or it gives them an avenue. Listen, Proverbs 26, 11, For you have the poor with, always with you, but me you have not always. Our worship for the poor should not be, our worship for the Lord should not be set aside because we're doing this. There is a stop to this part. Worship to the Lord takes precedence. Amen. I came up with this, I was walking through this, and we're just about done, believe it or not. Really, believe it or not. So in Jerome, is it Ridley's, believe it or not? Oh, never mind. Okay. Got thinking about this this morning. If you wish to be seen as a philanthropist, a humanitarian, you will be seen as a philanthropist, but you're not going to get reward from God. I want to be known as a philanthropist. Great, you're going to be known as a philanthropist, but you're not going to get a reward from God. We're supposed to give to the poor and needy. That's assumed. Jesus assumes it. And we're supposed to give hidden, concealed, secretly. So let me ask you a question. How are you going to do that? My, my parents, well, matter of fact, I guess even some of our own uh, I have some stories, but I, I'll never, my parents' story was just one of the best. They were going to Bible college and, I mean, had no money. I mean, like zilch. Uh, it, you know, some people, when they say they have no money, they, they just don't not get to do what they want. My parents, like, had all that was left in the cupboard for food was popcorn. It's like, yeah, that's no money. And uh, they, they got down, they prayed, and they had to go out and do something. I forget what it was. And they, they, they prayed, Lord, please, we don't want to do the paycheck still a few days away. And we got kids, and there's no food in the house. And they went and did whatever it was they had to do, and they come back. And there's, here's a porch full of groceries. To this day, they have no idea where those groceries came from. You know who we praised because of that? We didn't hunt down a person and say, thank you so much. It went, wow, God, <laughs> you're amazing. You know what we rob people of when we have to have the glory? We rob people of recognizing that God can intervene in their life. And how does God do that? Magic wands and super spirits? No. He uses people. He uses people. So let me ask you a question. Are you giving to the poor and needy? Are you giving? Because Jesus assumes we're doing it. Number two, why are you doing it? To get a pat on the back? Or because God said, go do it and don't be seen? Tell you, you you start getting your kids involved in stuff like this, you can come up with some really cool ideas. Start putting your brain on it. How can we do this? We can do this. How how are we going to do this? Amen. 
And you know what God says? I see that. And I will reward that. I will. Now, I'm telling you, that, that's something, listen, that's something that blows my mind. God says in this avenue, I will reward this action. Specific, a specific action that God says, I will reward. How are you doing it? How are you concealing it? How are you hiding it? Not doing it for a YouTube video or for your neighbor's comments or your best friend's comments or to even break your own arm, patting yourself on the back, but just that their need can be taken care of and in the process, maybe God can get the glory and have an avenue to their heart. Amen. 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 God sees what's done in secret. Give to the poor and needy and give in secret. What are you doing with that? What are you, I'm going to ask you direct now, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this message? We're about to have altar call invitation time and that's when we, that's when we say, what am I going to do with this message? So what are you going to do with it? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for the day.